Guys, do you want thicker, fuller hair? Do you desire lustrous, luscious locks that you can run your fingers through? Maybe a full head of hair makes you feel attractive. Perhaps a full head of hair boosts your confidence and self-esteem. Whatever your reasons, if you have started to experience hair loss, there is good news. Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash fuller. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash fuller. Now back to the happy hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique alvarez Clary on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back into the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. 402-464-5685. Oh, shout out Industry Baby. I must have to. Forever and always. We all know that one. Always and forever. Always and forever. Sorry, Rico. How could I forget that? Come on. Um, we bring in our uh, good friend of the show, Zach Carpenter. Esteemed in- guest. Esteemed guest. The one we highly revere. and We recommend talk- to everyone. Uh, yes, Anyone exactly. that asks, hey, do you know a good Zach? I go, actually, I do know one. I know only one. And that is Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska. Zach, what's up, man? Boy, shower me with compliments today. <laughs> well, feel six foot today. Well, you got after us when we said our usual Friday guest, so we have to have this, you know, grand entrance when you we when don't you come have, on no, the no, show. No, 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 we don't we, have to. We, we want to. We get to. We want to have this grand entrance we when get you come the, on the show. We get the privilege of bestowing you with all of these wonderful compliments <laughs> that are absolutely true. By the way, we meet everyone. Well, this is making me feel a lot better. I mean, you know, I was thinking about it. The the usual. I mean, if you're if you're a regular at a bar and you have a usual, and all the bartenders know it, it's like a, a sign of respect. Like, all right, this guy's this guy's ingrained in the community, so I feel ingrained in the radio station now. Perfect. So. <laughs> okay, perfect. We'll all right, playing some horns for you. Yeah, exactly. We'll ha- we'll create your own intro song. Where when we're coming back from commercial, it's going to be the happy hour featuring Zach Carpenter. We'll play it every exactly. Friday. We got to get his name in here. Well. I love I love that and uh, yeah, listening to you guys uh, in the lead up to me, um, Rico drive by for a uh, poor Vanderbilt and Texas A and M. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Hey, so I guess I'm not gonna watch him. I'm sorry. I guess answer the question, Zach. Would you rather watch college hoops or, or NBA? Here's my thing on it: is I mean, I grew up college basketball fan. That's like that's what originally when I was. A kid, that's what got me into wanting to be a sports writer. And my mom, um, in high school, my four years of high school, I love telling this story. Um, she knew I wanted to be a sports writer, how much college basketball meant to me. So uh, the deal was if I get all A's and B's on my report cards, that she would call me in uh, sick or absent, whatever, for the t- first two days of the tournament, that Thursday and Friday when we had school, so I could watch it. So at, a, at a eight of those days in high school, I I stayed home for seven of them. So college basketball has always Jeez. been near and dear to my heart. But the NBA product is better. It's more 
entertaining and fast-paced. I mean, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't even think that's arguable, but I still enjoy watching college basketball more just from a lot of the things that, that Rico is saying. Okay, Zach, let's let's dive into Husker football because there's a big weekend on the horizon, and this one just popped up on my on my Twitter feed, and it comes from from the, your guy, you guys over at uh, Inside Nebraska, Greg Smith, and then I just saw you uh, quote tweeted as well. Sounds like Nebraska added another official visitor in Ethan Nation, and he has over fifty scholarship offers. Is that right? Yeah, um, kid from uh, from Georgia who. Uh, Greg got the scoop on that, and then uh, it was nice to have the insider edge there. And then Ethan went ahead and announced on Twitter that he was visiting. So Perfect. So <laughs> takes away takes away a bit of the the insider edge there, but that, it's um, it's fine. He Ethan Nation, he's a little bit of a smaller defensive back. I remember covering him a little bit from a time covering Ohio State recruiting because mm-hmm. he has an Ohio State offer on top of offers like Notre Dame, Texas A and M. Um, like I said, a little on the smaller side. I think Ohio State, that's one of the reasons they wound up backing off of him. But he's still talented, uh, talent, talented corner from Georgia. And, I mean, I think every, most people know how um, prestigious the Georgia high school football scene is. It's one of the like, top three, five states in the nation for high school football. So the fact that the new staff offered him and then he's immediately coming for an official visit a week away, less than a week, a full week away from this or this early signing period is pretty uh, important. It's a a big week on the horizon, and one of the guys that announced that he is going to take an official visit this weekend is Benny Ngoy from Lincoln High. Um, That's where I initially wanted to start, but I wanted to get your your thoughts on Ethan Nation first. Um, But with Benny Ngoy, it's kind of been an interesting road because I don't know if you had heard the, the whole reason why Benny got, or why Nebraska waited so long to offer Benny Ngoy, um, but basically, it was because they wanted to. The staff told him that they wanted to see how he'd react to not getting offered when everybody else did. And now here we are. Matt Rule said in his introductory press conference that they want to make in-state recruiting a priority, and so far they've done that. Whether you want to talk about Daniel Kalen or Mason Goldman or, or now Benny and Goy taking an official visit, I mean, what are where, where's Nebraska's stand at, at possibly flipping the Iowa State commit? Yeah, I think there's a real shot that they do this weekend, and uh, the interesting storyline of a one-for-one trade, essentially, of Iowa State flips Ben Bramer from mm-hmm. Nebraska, and Nebraska could wind up flipping Benny from from uh, from Iowa State. Um, but yeah, I, I was listening actually to you guys talking about Benny and the the reasons for the, the waiting on the scholarship offer. And it's just uh, just another example of previous steps, um, odd recruiting strategy. And it's it, that just quickly on that. It's just, a, um, I mean, it's not a great strategy to, to outright say that to a player. Cause usually mm-hmm. it, you might be as a staff thinking that, but you'll be, um, sort of framing it in a different way. You know, other staff, so, so they want to see how a player develops before an in-state player develops before, deciding whether to offer or not. That's why you see some in-state offers go out so late in the process. But, yeah, like you said, ruling a staff, I mean, it's one thing to say it, it's another to do it. And yeah. prioritizing uh, a building a fence around Nebraska is clearly at the top of the list. I mean, as soon as they got to town, they were going all over, all over Nebraska to see the commits, start building relationships in high schools where there aren't any committed players or 
maybe even potential or uh, any players who had been offered yet. So they went all around multiple visits, um, like West Side yesterday. I think it was the second time they'd gone over there. So you're seeing that play out, and their this staff is putting in the effort. In in all your years of covering recruiting, or I just covering college football, have you ever heard of a recruiting strategy like that? I don't think so. Not not that I can recall off the top of my head of, hey, we just want to kind of play this mind game with you, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, there will be different ways to frame it. Yeah. But um, uh, we want to see how you develop, but not, nothing like that. Uh, Nebraska's last recruiting weekend was a big one. They ended up getting three commits out of it. I'm not, you know, you're not in the heads of these kids, so you don't know exactly what they're thinking. But with another big recruiting weekend coming up, how successful do you believe Nebraska is going to be coming out of this one? Yeah, I mean, two straight massive recruiting weekends. What, 18 visitors last weekend and up to 15 now. Um, and I think it's going to be pretty profitable. You got transfer, potential transfer additions on the horizon and high school additions on the on the horizon. I mean, just to put it this way, we're getting our, a bunch of pre-writes uh, in the system at Inside Nebraska right now because we think uh, um, we're anticipating a, uh, a really successful weekend. And again, just a few days ahead of signing day. But um, one thing to keep in mind that's just sort of been on my mind is there's been reaction, a uh, mixed bag of reactions to the, all these the three stars and um, lower-ranked guys that Nebraska's pulling in, and um, it, it, this could, this very well could wind up being one of the. It, it's probably it's going to be one of the lowest-ranked classes Nebraska's ever had. I mean, I was looking at the rivals' rankings earlier, and the lowest that they've had dating back to 2002 was 41st in the nation. They're 39th in 2002, 41st in 03, and then a couple in the 30s um, in, in 2014 and 15. The last what seven eight years they've finished in the top twenty five and they're looking at a a class probably ranked in the forties. But um, you have to keep in mind that Rule and this his staff have that reputation, years long reputation at his previous stops of trying to bring guys in that they think they have a specific traits that they want, like speed and athleticism or length, and want to develop that. So. Going to see a lower-ranked class across the board. I think only two four-stars in the class right now, 11 three-stars, and a couple unranked guys. But um, just keep in mind that that's what we anticipate. So n- not one of the guys that you, you like the most, but out of all the recruits coming in this weekend, who would be the one that you – not not feel best about Nebraska getting to commit? It's out of the uncommitted guys – Um one of the guys that you think would be the the biggest splash for Nebraska to land? I mean, you're looking at a guy like Kyron Jones just because he's, he's committed to NC State. I mean, um, yeah, and I think Charlotte's one area that Nebraska could continue to start building that pipeline along with the areas that are already sprouting up that they're clearly trying to build pipelines at. Uh, one of the fastest-growing cities, in America at the time, and there's there's a building network of talented high school players, and then obviously you have the, the Matt Rule connections there and uh, some of the staff's connections there, so I think that would be a big one. Ramir Stewart out of Philadelphia for a lot of the same pipeline reasons I mentioned, but um, Splashy, I mean, he had he had offers from 
from I mean, you name it, and he had an offer from there, except for probably Ohio State. I mean, Alabama, Clemson, LSU, Georgia. Um, so he's a guy who I think they have a really good shot at right now, and he'd be up there in terms of uh, splash year. We're talking to Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska here. And, Zach, last one before we let you go. How much drama should Husker fans expect on signing day? I mean, because in recent years – there hasn't been a whole lot of drama in terms of flips and in terms of guys not, you know, ended up not signing with Nebraska or whatever. But I mean, how much drama in a season and now off season that features a new staff? How much drama should Husker fans kind of be ready for next Wednesday when that early signing day happens? Man, I don't really have a great answer for you because I was just thinking of that a couple of days ago, putting together early preparations for the signing period, like content plan and all that, mm-hmm. and. I I was thinking about that too of all these offers and guys coming in this weekend or who visited last weekend who we have on our radar for potential commitments and uh, then you have a guy like Kyron Jones like I was just saying guys who are committed who, who could flip and Benny with uh, Iowa State so I, I'm not I'm, I think that there is a potential for drama I'm just not sure yet right now going into this weekend I think Monday. Tuesday, we might have a, a better sort of view of it, but I think it could, I think it has potential to be pretty exciting day with storylines like you were just saying. And, and we'll get to hear from Matt Rule on Wednesday, correct? Uh, no, there's no plan yet. We haven't gotten anything, but I uh, I would anticipate that. I mean, early signing day for for those coaching staffs is like a it's seen as a celebration more mm-hmm. than anything, um, where you worked so hard. This staff's obviously a little different because they've been uh, on a recruiting crunch with just a few weeks by then where they've been building relationships and um, putting in all that work. But for the most part, the cross-college football signing day is seen as a, as a celebration, so they want to get that publicity for some of these players and these, these kids. And they can finally, per NCAA rules, you obviously can't mention any names during the process. Mickey mm-hmm. Joseph would have told you that earlier in the season after <laughs> mentioned Malachi's name in the in the press conference. But yeah, to be able to openly talk about these guys and provide publicity and like glowingly talk about their families and um all that. So I would anticipate some sort of uh press conference next week, but nothing official that we've heard yet. I, I guess I guess we'll, I'll, I'll ask you this since we we got you on the on the phone. I mean, any any update or thought of when we might know the entire staff? Um, I mean, there's what there's three open spots, likely. I mean, receivers coach, linebackers coach, and then quarterbacks coach. Um, I think Satterfield's supposed to be the tight ends coach, but mm-hmm. after um, as another thought I had was after Jake Peets is reported that he was going to be coming um, and that that's not happening. I wonder if they might sort of shift things around and after all and bring in another tight ends coach or what the avenue is there. Um, but NFL guys or guys who are coaching in college, and it probably would be a couple of weeks maybe after the NFL season's over. Gotcha, gotcha. And get some uh, get some rest this weekend if possible. Have a have a good week. We'll talk to you next Friday after early signing.
Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Going to watch this. There's one second left of the game, so yeah. see what <laughs> uh, happens here. It, it could be significant because I think the over-under was at 45.5, and, and it's at total points right now. Oh, they're on the 15-yard line glad of the game. Mm. You get a live reaction right now. All right, and I'd be, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't watching it on my laptop while we were talking to you. So, <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right, Zach, we'll talk to you oh, next wow. week, man. All right, I'll see you guys later. Thank you. That is Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska as we watch Miami. Um, They got down to the two-yard line, Rico. They got a 13-yard pass, and it's a good thing because I took UAB in my bull pick Yes, let's go Blazers. UAB in my bull pick Um, Shout out to Trent Dilfer. That's right. He's there. He is. Yeah, that's right. Miami's coach in the Bahamas Bowl. Miami's coach is wearing a vest. Good for him. Miami, Ohio, obviously. He's wearing a vest, a sweater vest. But Good for all him. right, let's uh, let's go and take our final time out. We wrap up the week. Coming up next, download our app by searching ninety three point seven a ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on ninety three seven the ticket and the ticketfm.com.